Hey listeners, welcome to Barely in Topic, the Boston Bruins podcast, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. It's been a couple of weeks since our last episode due to the holidays, but we're back talking about the Winter Classic, Brad Marchand suspension, and other topics. I was lucky enough to spend some time with some friends named Mandy and Ellen, who got to go to the Winter Classic, and they gave us a great 20-minute interview that we're going to use as a bonus episode. Uh, We just couldn't edit it down. It was just too much of a good time. So I hope that you will enjoy that. But in the meantime, you can enjoy episode eight, which is the Winter Classic wrap-up. And it was recorded this past Sunday with myself, VA, Timmy, Anthony, Nick, and Kate. Uh, Jeff was traveling, and he'll be ready for the next, next episode. So I hope you enjoy this one. Alright, so shall we get into this, uh, this week of action? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to start with the Winter Classic first, or do we want to talk about the good times? I say we start with the bad and end with the good. Yeah. What, what is the good? Uh, the hat Senators? Trick. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, the hat trick with uh, Jimmy Hayes and then like the whole like circus ending. That was awesome. Oh, my God. That was like the best thing ever. I did not actually get to see the end of that game because I oh. was ill. So I'm sad. <laughs> I was like falling over. I was laughing so hard. It was just went ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so is it kind of like the Senators and the third period like their energizer batteries just wore down and they just kind of like just sat uh, like stood on the ice not moving with their arms down to their sides and their heads down is that what happened i don't think so the bruins just good (laughs) they were good then they just got frustrated pretty much i don't yeah and you know tuca was on his game totally defense was actually there I can't talk about that game without thinking of the Winter Classic, which that, like, you know, is more recent, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, okay, so wait a minute. Let's go through this again. They they played the Senators, mm-hmm. and then they played the Senators again. That's right. They took right. home. Right. Okay, so the first Senators game was actually. A loss. Uh, yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah. Completely disappointing. And then the second game was when they just decided to score all the goals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every single one of them. Should have saved some. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I know. They used up their goal quota on that game. So they had no goals available for the Winter Classic. Oh, yeah. It's actually been a couple of weeks since we've recorded. So there's been a yeah. lot of games. Since their last since their last episode, they're two and four. Oof. They beat the Devils two to one. In a shootout. And then they lost St. Louis 2 nothing, which... They gave up those two goals in the third period. It was really close, and Jake <sighs> Allen was just insane. Unreal. Yeah. I, I don't have and, much to complain about with that game. No. I mean, they, I mean, they, they ran into a hot, gold, a hot goaltender. Allen wasn't letting anything through that game at all. And their defense was, like, was really solid. Yeah, and Allen had 32 saves. Rask had 27 saves that game. I mean, he played well. Yeah. It was just one of It's just one of those games that you run into where both goaltenders are hot and one goal will tip the scale, and that's right. kind of what happened. And then the game after that was that Buffalo debacle. Oh, boy. was yeah. absolutely just awful giving up five goals in the third period. Oh, uh, my God. I mean, give credit to Chad Johnson. I mean, he actually played pretty well for Buffalo. You mean Haya? 
I'm Chad Johnson. Yeah. Yes, hi, I'm Chad Johnson. He actually <laughs> played pretty well that game, and then we got to see firsthand how good Eichel is. He was phenomenal in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a couple goals. Um, he may have had a couple of assists as well. Yeah, he, yeah, he had a four-point game. His yeah. first of many. Yeah, that's, that's a good pickup for them. I'm going to venture a guess that I think that Eichel is going to have the better career of uh, over uh, McDavid. I really think hmm. so. Mike McDavid took a little bit longer to warm up, and then he got injured. So yeah. his rookie year is kind of a little bit of a wash right now. But, Too bad. But, but yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, I, there's just – I don't know. I think there's something that comes with the first overall pick that makes you kind of – you you have to really want to battle through. Yeah, um, through all of the the stuff, and mm-hmm. I I don't think that he uh, that McDavid necessarily has the mental toughness yet. Yes, Nick. I think it's something about the first overall pick um, of Edmonton. Yeah, they just don't work <laughs> out. Well, I think it's going to be a little bit better. They actually have a coach, and they but he's probably not going to get them to the Stanley Cup. But they have a coach. As much as I hate him for my own reasons. <laughs> and um, they have Shirelli. So I, I think that Shirelli will build a contender. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be in year one. Right. No. Okay. You know, um, but we're not having hot Oilers talk right now. We're talking about, oh, our favorite team, the Bruins. <laughs> yeah, and then after that game was the next uh, Ottawa game. Uh, the first Ottawa game, I should say. And that was, uh, they lost 3-1. to one. I don't remember much from that game, other than Krejci they lost. got hurt. Krejci got hurt. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Arm in a sling. So. Mm. God. And he's week to week. Which is With- a small blessing. That's a small blessing. It could have been like, well, I mean, he is on the IR list, but hopefully, like week to week, just sounds a lot better than like you know out for six months, like Chris Kelly. So. I just think, yeah. I, honestly, I think what he did is, I think he separated his shoulder. Oh, I mean, boy. it kind of makes sense. It makes sense being week to week. It makes sense that your arm is in a sling. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what happens. You're, a lot of times when they pop it back in, you got to have it in a sling for a while, keep it immobile. That right. would be my guess What to what the upper body injury would be. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, that's a sucky injury to have mm-hmm. yeah. in the middle of the season. Because oh, God. That can linger <laughs> big time. Uh, yeah, I mean, what happened to, like, Kevin Miller last year, he ended up having to have surgery, and he was out for the rest of the year. So I'm I'm a little more worried about this than I probably should be, but um, Krejci doesn't need this. <laughs> no, we don't need this. Yeah, he doesn't need this. We don't need this. Especially you with know, how well he was playing. I mean, oh, mm-hmm. I know. You know, let's talk about another player who got, oh, tangled up in his own web during the <laughs> Senators game. You know him. You used to love him <laughs> because we do. did. I yeah, can't be, believe that. Hey, 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 hey! Let me do my job. <laughs> my job is to segue. I'm doing that. Do you want me to yell at you? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> okay. You love him. We dedicated almost an hour and a half. To talking about him. Yes, Brad Marchand gets the A. And then he promptly shits all over it. He played like an A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's like said yeah, on Twitter. It, it was like, A doesn't stand for asshole. I, mean, I was like, A on. for asshole. A for asshole. Oh, my God. I was all excited. I'm like, yay, he's got the A. Look at I him. know, he's... we talked about this. I was like, 
I could see him wearing it later. And it's just Leadership. like he wore it. And he just, you know, it was awful. The worst no, game he's ever had. Now, if he hadn't done the same thing to Solo and he hadn't had other incidents, this might have been one of those, ah, you get a fine kind yeah. of Yeah. But uh, he is always going to get called on the reputation stuff. Oh, yeah. I would say actually deservedly so. But it's frustrating because uh, we lost Krejci. Was it, it wasn't the same game, was it? It was the no. two different games. No. Okay. So we lost Krejci, and then we lost Marshan in quick succession. Anthony. With that hit, though, that Marshan laid, it, it just looked like a brain fart because he didn't upend whoever the sentence player was. He just looked... Tourist? You want to edit that no, out? No, later. Uh, he under, undercut him, where he just tried to go underneath him, and it's like you don't make that play. Just circle back, go yeah. the other way. Well, what are you doing? Yeah, it'll, it almost. You did say it was unintentional. It, hmm. it almost looked like the sense player was trying to throw a pick there a little bit, and then Martian undercut him, and that's when he hit him. It yeah. kind of it looked like that's what it was to me, which I'm not sure you're supposed to be able to do there. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's it's something that stinks. And something that I think a, a point that's been made um, is that with Marsh and as well, the three games with the Winter Classic would probably equal five games if they didn't have the Winter Classic that he was missing. Yeah. So maybe huh. that ends up being a little – I mean, I know we lost the Winter Classic. I know it was bad. But maybe that men, ends up being a little bit of a blessing in disguise where he doesn't get more – in the three games because of that. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that's so, but I feel like having such a national stage with the Winter Classic and all the hoopla um, that went into that to mm -hmm. not have one of your best players on the ice really just took out his whole line. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. You know, I guess we can start talking about the Winter Classic now. We have some footage that we'll be playing later from some people who actually went to the Winter Classic, and they'll talk about the experience <laughs> and a little bit about the game. And we'll see how much more. <laughs> there are some strong opinions. It's, it's great. But anyway, the, the Winter Classic was a fine experience in some ways. There were questionable music choices <laughs> by God, NBC. That was bad. Uh, there was a band that I've never heard of, but that's mm -hmm. not kind of unusual for me. I don't know about you, but I couldn't find Bergeron mm. until the second period. And mm -hmm. I think it was midway through the second period. I just didn't see him. Okay, so Nick. As, our, uh, as the, as the um, Berlin Topic music critic. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, w I cried after every musical performance, except for the... Um, National Anthem was actually sung beautifully, unfortunately, not by our Rene Rancourt, uh, which – can you believe how much he was uh, – that singer was booed before the uh, anthem went on? That was too bad. And it wasn't because of the person. It was because he wasn't Rene. Right. Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and I think that's the important thing. Boston fans are not complete jerks. But, you know, NBC kind of said, well, no – we're not going to do your traditional thing. We're going to put this, the the um, the person who won the voice in, and beautiful voice, beautifully George done. George Smith is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. Yeah, it was great. Except that <sighs> if you want to promote tradition and rivalry, that was not the way to do it. Yeah. 
Right. Which I give Jordan Smith some credit. He looks like the bigger lead singer from the Turtles. And yeah. I do like the Turtles. But uh, no, the American authors, apparently from Boston, they sang and performed um, <laughs> poorly. Um, some American guy named. Authors? Yeah. They were the. Even... They, they, uh, they were the band that played. The lead singer had the weird hat. The straw hat? Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, oh, looks like an author. <laughs> uh, Nate Russ or Roos performed. Uh, it gave me uh, diarrhea. <laughs> and, <laughs> that wasn't then, just being sick. It was just it was him. I, I didn't have any. I, I, I side note for the listeners: I have been sick over the past week, but none of my symptoms involved my digestional system. Okay, good. Um, but so yeah, the the diarrhea was caused by 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 uh, Nate. <laughs> And then um, I find it ironic that that guy is in a. I'm sorry, Nick. I didn't want to to, right. to cut you off, but I think it's ironic that he's the lead singer for Fun, lowercase F U N. Oh, period. That's but Fun. Him? Yeah, yeah and that group him. is anything but. <laughs> that's what's ironic. Okay. Um, and then Simple Plan performed, uh, which caused one of. I did have one, even though I was sick. I had one friend over. Brian Leary, who I've mentioned before oh, yeah, on this Brian podcast. Leary. Hi, Brian um, Leary. Yeah. Um, he's a punk rock singer. I mean, Simple Plan performed. He uh, doused himself in gasoline and then set himself on fire and oh. jumped out my window. I'm like, well, this is really not going to be that fun of a winter classic because what of the music choices. What is that called? Self-immolation? Yeah. 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 Okay. Hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> the biggest disappointment of all was all the drummers had the worst haircuts I've ever seen. It was like Hey, I want to look like a rat chewed off the side of my hair and then just kind of used its rat jerry curl juice to curl my hair. That's what all the drummers look like. <laughs> so you're also our chief haircut. <laughs> Evidently I am, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. <laughs> Nick, our haircut correspondent. What did you say? <laughs> so, compared to that, the game was actually okay. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Timmy, Timmy's got something. One thing I want to say about the game, too, because you said before our music man went on his music critique that you didn't see Bergeron until like the second period. I know and he was one, out there. <laughs> you know he was out there, but you didn't notice his play. And I want to point out that, and we talked about it during the game, that the one person that we seem to see the most, and it was when he was screwing up the entire game, was Talbot. It seemed like every terrible play that was on TV was Talbot. And it seemed like he played the entire game. Whenever there was a stoppage and the Bruins were shitting the bed, Talbot was right there leading the charge. And it's not good when you see a player be so, so bad. So bad. Oh my god! I swear he was on the ice for all sixty except for his penalties. Exactly, <laughs> it's what it seemed like. We, it's, oh my gosh! They used the fourth line a lot. Close like, by the fourth line. 
I guess so, but not for the not for the Winter Classic. I mean, who's paying five hundred dollars to see Talbot? Honestly, his family, maybe I, I don't guess. know, but <laughs> I, they, they are just Hopefully, not worth I mean, it. And oh, it was so bad. It was so so bad. <laughs> I, I oh my gosh, he was on the ice way too long, and I'm trying to look up to see how long they're saying he was actually on the ice because it seemed like forever. And okay, well. Yeah, okay. 11 minutes, apparently. I don't believe it. It was oh, more like 35. the longest 11 minutes ever. <laughs> it, was, it was. Seriously, every time we looked up, it was like, what? Um, it seemed like he was there, and he was doing shitty things. Mm. It was so bad. Yeah. Four, a minus four, four penalty minutes, a 50% face-off percentage, and 11.34 ice time. This is terrible. Minus uh, four, I love that. Terrible. Stat. He's minus for his career. Hopefully, he's like can go and just go live out his days in Providence or <laughs> somewhere else, and we can get someone back. I know Claude said today that Kemp is on his way back. Yes. So Kemp, please, please get better. <laughs> Holy cow, just get send, better and come back. Send Talbot back to Providence. I love Talbot personality wise. I think oh yeah, he's a, he's a great, great guy. guy. Yeah, but I just think that, um, and he's not really that old. Like people no, uh, around here on the radio, they keep talking about how old he is. He's not that old. He's just not that good. He's hockey old, basically, like thirty, thirty-one. You know, he's like, grizzled, and he's, he's not grizzled. grizzled. What a beard, yeah, especially. Yeah, he's he's younger than Simple Plan. Oh God, really? Who I didn't even know were still around. I would have yeah. figured they would have been. Gone doing God knows what by now, but yeah, apparently they're still alive and kicking. I had never heard of them before. We've established that Max Talbot, either he or his clone, were on the ice for too long um, for the whole entire game. I was surprised. Uh, I actually, I was having a hard time getting an idea of who was on the ice at specific times, hmm. um, just because the camera was like all over the place. Mm-hmm. You okay there, Nick? Oh, uh, I've got motion sickness from from the camera angles. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just like, so it kind of was like the game was a secondary thought for whoever was yeah. controlling the camera. He was Because it was like, it was like whirly, um, whirly cues. And... It was like some rookie camera operator who just did NHL games was like, hey, you want the overhead flyby cam, little boy? Why yeah, I do. <laughs> That's how the camera was done, and then that same camera operator was given a rat to do the haircuts of all the drummers. <laughs> See, I thought that the camera guy had been given a manual on this like six months ago. I said, "Read this, you know, learn how to to operate the camera." And the guy was like, "I'm good, thanks." Yeah. Maybe and he read it the never... night before. <laughs> Yeah, he never read it, never cracked the book. <laughs> it's just the night before he he's like he he did like something to show he was proficient. And then the day of, no. <laughs> it's all over the place. See, my theory is this that it wasn't the actual real camera operator that was supposed to be going into the game that some guy just walked up to the camera operator said, "Hey, I can do this. Hold my beer." <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
<laughs> and Anthony, I'm I love crying. you. You know that I love you, but we're gonna we're gonna buy you a new TV. <laughs> yeah, the whole thirty-two inch screen standard definition made for excellent viewing. <laughs> oh, no. I was so confused. What happened? It's, it's just it's my harder TV. To watch. You, you I have this how... tiny TV. Oh, you, you remember how it was to watch the Bruins on TV thirty eight back in the day, right? Yes, yes. Except for me, when I had to watch anything on TV thirty eight, I'd get a little bit of static every once in a while. This was mm-hmm. a clear picture. Yeah, everything was fine. It was just tiny and hard to tell what was going on at times. Oh God! And that's what she said. But. <laughs> 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 wow I just got that's what she said <laughs> but Pippi was a delight uh, after a while uh, yeah. I stopped really caring about what was going on with the game like, there was a constructed view with Pippi sometimes <laughs> <laughs> did you oh. want your money back <laughs> but it was it was pretty fantastic so there was a fairly on topic meetup. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes, yes, yeah, it yes. It was a fairly on topic meetup. <laughs> yes, we did have a viewing party. Timmy came down. I nice. did. From I did. Maine, we That's had. Awesome. Okay, we had Anthony obviously and M after a little bit because she was at work and then she came home. Um, we had Pippi. Uh, had myself, my husband. Um, Jeff. Nick. Yep, yep, I was, yep. Yeah. Nick came in first, and then Jeff, then Timmy. Yeah, and oh, and and Anthony's friend Brandon, <laughs> who didn't get obliterated. He he was, I, he was having a good time, but he did not get obliterated. Everything was good, and he's still employed tomorrow. Great! Oh my god, good. <laughs> That's all we wanted to know. You know, so oh it was pleasant. It was fun. We ate. See, that's the thing. We like to make food and eat mm. and drink. Yes. Most people do. Mm-hmm. So, But uh, nobody commented on my nachos. I made uh. everything from scratch. But worst of all, I had to order people to eat pie. Oh. And then what we the fuck? We were be- <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, we thought we were going to be poisoned with cyanide. So, uh, No! I did not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, no, I'm not trying to poison people. Jesus. <laughs> I did love it when Nick said to me, you're a chemist. You understand this. And I'm like, well, I'm not really a chemist. Kind of a failed one. But oh. yes, I do understand this. But it's taking me a little bit to go through my brain. We were talking about work stuff. Mm. The so anyway. gingerbread cookies were the best. Oh. Your gingerbread cookies are oh. literally the best cookies. Oh yeah, they're awesome. I've only they're made that so that, that um, recipe twice. Really? Yeah. Well, you've hit it out of the park twice. Yeah. I guess. I guess that's what I should do. Just make gingerbread cookies. But the pie was good. Damn it. The pie was good. I'm not the a big key lime fan, and that was damn good pie. And you didn't take any tins with you. I forgot about it. I remembered them yesterday. Okay. So what the fun thing was is that meeting Jeff. He's a full foot taller than me. Huge. And anytime I went to hug him goodbye or hello, I ended up like smashing my face right into like his armpit or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was so bizarre. I 
cousin who's six foot five, and I remember hugging him goodbye, and he basically had to <laughs> fold himself over <laughs> to hug me. So I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, Otherwise, it's like I'm used to knowing where to go, and I'm like, I don't know like, where to go. <laughs> oh my god. So and it was just, and I always felt like I made like some kind of impact at like. 20 miles per hour, 35, <laughs> boom! And it's like, oh, why does my nose hurt? <laughs> it was just the dumbest thing. It was so great. But we got him the coffee milk stout. Yay! Yes. Yeah. How many people were really excited about seeing Louis with the A? Yes. I was excited about that, but then it was just like, okay. <laughs> I thought that the room at Anthony's was going to explode in some, like, mass orgasm. <laughs> I it did. may have, actually. It though. might have. I might not have survived it or something. <laughs> Yikes. I, I, I'm, I, like, I'm like, okay, but I was kind of sad because I was I had a different horse in the in this uh, race, but that's okay. I'm like, all right, that's fine. But everybody else is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Kate. <laughs> I was telling uh, my friend Nicholas that, you know, I saw that and I was just like, well, I don't think he's going to be doing anything stupid like Martian did, because, I mean, there would just be, like, absolutely no chance, but yeah, I mean, I was happy to see it. I was like, I thought it was about time, honestly, so. I kind of wanted Bolesky to have it, um, <laughs> and it would have been better since he was the only one besides Tuca that decided to show up um, for the Winter Ooh. Classic, but... <laughs> I mean, you know, stats be damned, he is the man. I was serious about the whole seventh player thing. I'd vote for him. Why not? For Bolesky or for... Oh, Bolesky. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Ellen did not wear her necklace, by the way. She forgot it. Oh. Oh, no. So you can do whatever you want with that. Information. <laughs> Maybe I should tweet out what that necklace looked like. Anyway, Anthony. Bolesky's rolling right now too. Uh scoring in the winter classic. That's his fourth goal in four games. It's it's about time his hard work's paying off because he's been bringing it every night. And he's still on uh pace for career points. Good for him. Yeah, I think it takes time to to develop chemistry and to get an idea of mm -hmm. where you need to be and who you're working with because he's been on what three lines now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard. It's you know it finally okay. How many games are we in? Like thirty four, thirty five, something like that. Yeah. So it's like it's <laughs> this is a guy who came from the Ducks. <laughs> um. So it's going to take a little while to get used to a different <clears throat> system. So that's it is. Yeah. I, mean, I just think that he's he's been one of the more consistent players all year. He plays hard every single day. You can't always say that about all the players on the team. You can – he works hard. He wants to win. He wants to win every puck battle. And I think that he's done really well this year. And I think that for the price – I know when he first signed, um, a lot was mentioned about, oh, we hope we don't overpay for him. And, I mean, he's – the value is there right now. Excellent. Yes, Anthony. Yeah, there was talks with the Bolesky signing that he could get upwards of 7 mil. And then as the day progressed, it fell into the 5 range. And then signing him for 3.8 was like icing on the cake. He's like a poor man's Horton when he plays. In that in that he just goes out and gives it everything. Yeah, I, I really hate how inflated these numbers get around free agency. And this is a guy who is still largely unproven. 
you know, he was playing with Getzlaff and Perry, and, you know, your numbers are probably going to feed theirs more than, you know, than your own, I guess, in some ways. But, you know, I'm glad that he signed for what I think is totally a reasonable amount. Um, you know, and how many years do we have him for? Is Five. 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 Okay. And First two I, are no movement or no trade, are. and then the rest are empty, which is which is really big. Yeah, it is. I know uh, Chiarelli got into a lot of trouble with those no movement clauses and no trade clauses, and so with him only having it the first two years, you fi- you figure that you're going to get the best two years of a contract those first two years, keep him, and then after that, if something tails off, you have the ability to then free up that $3.8 million and try to get someone to replace him. I think the deal itself was one of the better deals that we've seen recently the Bruins signed, and I credit Sweeney a lot with that because I know a lot of people went into the year with Sweeney this and Sweeney that and how terrible he was, but I, w- I think that more often than not his uh, deals and his trades, um, his contracts that he signed people to have hit more often than not so far this year. I think that Sweeney, uh, Sweeney has a different um, mo from uh, from Shirelli. I think he is focused on keeping this team as um, together as he can right now uh, to make them compete, um, while still wanting to commit to some amount of rebuilding. Um, he realizes that some of these contracts are stinkers, um, and he doesn't want to create uh, contracts that are really bad either. So I think it's a really um, good approach but i have to admit that when he didn't sign dougie and he decided to trade him like for that first day or two i was like i can't believe that you did that um because all summer long i was like you know uh sign dougie sign dougie sign dougie you know and and he didn't do that and he decided to trade him i didn't really know the whole story and i don't think anybody does but i'm i'm okay i mean our defense is not great but uh, there's nothing saying it was going to be great with Dougie here, if, especially if Dougie didn't really want to be here. So Right. And I will say, too, he, in almost one offseason, he pretty much almost single-handedly fixed the cap issue. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, that's something that is not easy to do in any professional sport. Once you're up against that cap, it's not easy to fix that. And he pretty much fixed it in one offseason and going into the next offseason, they're actually going to be in pretty good shape with their cap situation. And that's something that's huge. And I think, you know, you have a lot of, you have money coming off the books. Um, You have, you got rid of the um, Savard contract. So that money going into next year is going to be there. And they're going to, he's going to have the ability to build more around that, what he's doing and continue kind of that, rebuild with players he wants he's not going to be strapped yeah i think there's certainly no reason to um make fun of what sweeney's doing we might not understand all of his uh methods at this point but um i think that we just have to be a little more patient and we're not used to being that way uh we're three years what three seasons removed from a a a cup run you know so Okay, so Kate, yes. I was just going to say that whole, I don't know if you saw that on Twitter, the whole Sweeney's thing, like the tag that was being sarcastic about like having Pasternak play at the World Juniors and then he comes back with a broken finger. I think blaming Sweeney for something like that is absolutely ridiculous because he could have broken his finger like 
slamming it in a, you know, like a desk drawer or something like that, too. It has nothing to do with Sweeney that he broke his finger. And he's still playing. So, I mean, I think a lot of people are still being hard on him. But I, yeah. I like Sweeney. I, he's restored my faith in him, honestly. I, there's a whole tone to hockey Twitter that oh, yeah. want to just <laughs> shove everybody's face in a <laughs> vat of acid. Um, but Blender. I, I'm not, I'm trying not to pay attention to that stuff. Yeah, it just yeah, makes yeah. me very angry. Um, yeah. Look, you, you got to let people, um, you got to let people make mistakes. And mm-hmm. I honestly don't think it was a mistake because he said, hey, we had him play there last year. He came back with a certain amount of confidence. Yeah. It's not going to be a bad thing to do that. Injuries happen. Yeah, exactly. All the time. Exactly. You know? So I, I, I'm not having a problem with that. But I'm also, I don't think that David Pasternak is the Lord and Savior. <laughs> no, he's not the just one guy either, honestly. And I don't believe really in just one guy. Because I do believe in things like uh, intangibles like chemistry and locker room presence and all that. I don't think just one guy will help. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, Pasternak's success down uh, in Providence last year had a lot to do with the line that he was on. Uh, he was skating with Karan. He was skating with Coco. They all looked really good together. Karan took on the Luch role. Pasternak was free to flit around the ice and score. Um, and then, you know, so you bring him up to, to the Bruins and he, the big team, and he does well with, uh, with Krejci, um, but he actually did a lot better with Spooner and Lucic, who actually looked like he had some fire in his step um, or in his skates because the kids make him look slow and old uh, and he's not really that old. That's what's amazing. But anyway, I, I think that um, anything that Pasternak does this year, it, it's a sophomore slump kind of situation. So even though I think he's still technically a rookie, I don't know. Anyway, the point is, it will be great to have him back. But yes. I really like what I'm seeing from Vetrano. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I um, love Vetrano. So I'm a little sad if he's going to have to go down. Um, he shouldn't. Well, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to get too, too involved in this. I'm just saying that whatever Posternak does that's positive, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. And the other stuff is learning stuff and, and whatever. But um, I just feel like an old person who's not sold on everything. Yes, Anthony. I was confused with Vetrano in the Winter Classic only having six minutes, six and a half minutes of ice time. That was really, really surprising. you got to be kidding me. No, Ronaldo had thirty percent more ice time at nine, <laughs> nine and change, nine hundred nine minutes twenty six seconds. Like, what are you doing, Claude? I don't understand what was going on. I mean, if I think that Talbot was on the ice for all sixty minutes, I saw Ronaldo out there a few times too. I didn't notice Petrano, didn't notice Coco, I didn't notice Griffith. Griffith was playing. He played almost eleven minutes. I yeah, I didn't him. notice him either. You know. Um, could it maybe for Vetrano, we were on the penalty kill more than we wanted. Could that have something to do with it? I'm uh, thinking aloud. I'm thinking aloud. It's possible. Yep. Very possible. I, I just don't, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know how he, that, that's definitely possible. I just, I don't know what Claude was thinking with the actual, um, lineup because I remember we were watching the, um, Post game interview, and he made a ref. He made a reference to you know you do the best what you can with this lineup, 
And he seemed really agitated at the fact that this was the lineup he was going into with the Winter Classic. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like that definitely think, didn't have the players he wanted. I think that that's more of a, a statement on the boneheadedness of Brad Marchand mm-hmm. and the futility of being upset about Krejci. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like, what am I going to do? Hands up in the air. Yeah. Can, can we talk about what Claude was wearing? Yes. Just Claude because, Belichick? Yeah, yeah. This was a conversation topic that I had last night with Mandy and Ellen. We just didn't talk about it on the audio that I did capture. Um, but I, myself, I thought it was a, a humorous poke um, and maybe a, an homage for the fact that they were playing at Gillette. And so, you know, I enjoyed it in some respect, but I can understand that if you're looking for Dapper Claude, you weren't finding it. No. So, <laughs> who wants to go first on that one? Raise your hand. Timmy. I actually kind of thought it was hilarious at first, and especially where he looked so uncomfortable with it. He just <laughs> he just didn't look like he was comfortable at all. And by the aura. exactly, and by the end of it. Like, when he was in his interview after the game, he was in his suit and everything like that. Uh, so, I think it was it was not, it was was not a nice little homage to Belichick. I know apparently they're close and they're friends and things like that. So it was kind of neat for that. He just looked so uncomfortable, though. He, he looked really uncomfortable the entire game. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting because I did not find out until the other day that Belichick actually really enjoys hockey. Oh. Um, you know, I imagine a, he enjoys it when he's not doing the football thing because football takes up all of his time. But um, I think that's a really interesting thing to point out because they're the like two <coughs> tenured coaches in their sports hmm. uh, happening, happening to be basically in the same town because Massachusetts is small. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool that they can be friendly and respect each other and, you know, and support each other. I think that's a good thing. And not only um, that, they've both taken their teams to the, Championships. The, the championships and winning. So they both have that um, that in that regards. And I know even even if they were at Fenway, you could say, you know, Farrell has taken the Red Sox to a championship. The only guy that hasn't taken the team, his team to the championship in Boston right now is Brad Stevens. And it's just a matter of time and getting the right players and everything. I think he's a good coach. Okay, so who wants to go next? Nick? Sure. All right. No, uh, I was watching an interview on NHL.com the day before the Winter Classic. Uh, and he was, uh, Claude was talking with EJ Hradik, and they were talking about the attire. What was he going to wear? And Claude suddenly had this huge smile on his face. He goes, oh, I can't tell you, but I got a special surprise. It's going to be nice. It's going to be very nice. So it, it was uh, actually one of the most candid interviews I've ever seen with Claude. I think the only more in an interview I've seen with him was when right after he won the Stanley Cup and he had his daughter on stage uh, with him. But no, so I uh, I was just looking forward to the game for for very silly reasons. Like I wanted to know how the mask was going to look like with Rask. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know what Claude was going to wear. I wanted to know what kind of rats were going to be chewing at hair. Um, <laughs> I was just. And then, like, oh, and there's going to be this wonderful game, which uh, didn't really turn out to be so. But, you know, I, I love the outfit. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I'm glad his coaching staff also kind of were, were wearing hoodies as well. What do you think, Kate? Oh, um, I just thought it was 
I mean, I don't really have much of an opinion on it, but... I mean, I thought it was kind of nice, but I am usually used to the whole, like, fedora suit thing. Because it is supposed to be a throwback. But, you know, um, I kind of would have liked to have seen that, but... Eh, I, I guess it was just either or. Just no, no real strong opinion about it. I just wish that the, the hoodies wouldn't have been gray. Mm. I just thought that that was... I mean, I, I get. I guess I get it even more because of the traditional gray hoodie thing. But. yeah. It wasn't the right gray. It needed to be darker. I wish you had a hem stripe. <laughs> you and your hem stripes. Yeah. I am going to make you something, and I'm going to put the, the stripe there for you. Just, I appreciate Yeah, just appreciate because. It. Because you can do that. You know, just like a dish towel or something. That would be hilarious. You know, nothing to wear. but just. I'm going to make him a jersey out of dish towels and put the hem stripe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be Nick's own hockey jersey. Oh my god! It's gonna keep me dry. Yeah. <laughs> it's moisture it's wicking. Season yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sets in. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so, Anthony, what did you think? I didn't really like it. I thought it was a cool homage, but no. Just go back to your your nice jacket, the fedora, and do it right next time. Wow, strong words from Anthony. Can you, would you like to write a letter to Claude about that? Maybe. Maybe a little. Dear Claude, your attire was stupid. The end. He's totally forgotten about the Winter Classic. I just put up that tweet and he was just like, we're not even going to talk about that anymore. So, well, you know, forgotten. You know what Belichick did one time after a particularly bad loss in the 2001 season? He took a ball. It was a game ball from that uh, that lousy game. He buried it. <laughs> nice. He said, this is in the past, and we're going to move forward from here. So, they should do that. Yeah, take a puck, bury it at Gillette, say, we're never going to do this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not like this. Let's move on. Bury the curve. <laughs> no, no, we keep the Taves curve. Yeah, we always want to keep. The Should Taves I talk curve. about my Taves curve? Taves <laughs> curve is very valuable. Okay. God. Um. Yeah. So, all right. Have we tackled all aspects of this Winter Classic game? Unless we want to start continue to vetch about Marshand, you know. <laughs> no, I think you know what. It's like the short and sweet on it is is good enough. You know how yeah. okay, maybe you don't know this and I'm not a mother myself, <laughs> but the worst punishments that you would get were the ones that were tersely worse. Yes. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. It was kind of like I can't believe that you did that. We You're forgot going... to call him Bradley Kevin Marshand. We should have just done that, you know. I'm not angry, I'm thing. disappointed. Yeah. Yes. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <all right>. Brad. <laughs> I'm not angry at you, but I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I think that you need to go to your room for three games and think about what you've done. No Xbox. <laughs> You're grounded, buddy. See, I can't be really angry and mean, but... Oh, I can, but I... <laughs> you can. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can, but I'm trying to do the parent thing. I'm just so disappointed in you. I think it's funny that his first game backs against the Senators. 
again. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. <laughs> it's almost like the universe's way of saying, hey, now, you want to try it again? Yeah, right? Do it the right way this time? Oh my that, god, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, that game could end up being an absolute bloodbath. Because, I mean, the la- the way the last game ended, and, like, Martian did get suspended, and then now it's his first game back. I mean, they had like 110 penalty minutes between the two of them yep. in the last meeting. That could end up being an insanely bad. They could have. It could be like that Stars game a few years ago, where the first three seconds of the game there were three fights. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was okay. I wasn't watching hockey at that point, but I have seen that on YouTube many times now. Oh, I man. love it. Everybody gets involved. Oh, I miss those kind of things. Like, well, I didn't really experience them but I, I i kind of retroactively miss those things i want to see a box penalty box full of people especially with a's and c's yes anthony with that <laughs> stars game it was char oh, not chara campbell ott um thornton chris barch and then mcquade and somebody else and it was because of the season before when the Bruins and Stars played. That game was a shit show too. <laughs> they had Avery on that team, Odd on that team. Oh yeah, Ferentz went with Avery that game too. Yep. Later on. Yep. And that that was a shit show, and that was the whole Sheriff Shane Knighty beating the living <laughs> crap out of somebody. I think Savard threw some punches at Ott at one. Oh point. wow. Yeah, the 0809 season. Is that the game that Avery? I know I can't remember what game, what team Avery was playing for at the time, but there was one where Tim Thomas was at center ice and Avery like skated by and like tapped him with the stick or something like that. No, and no, then that Thomas, was, w- that was the Rangers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thomas was oh. uh, in the mid slot and Avery whacked him in the back of the helmet. Oh, because that was the uh, waffles aren't good in the uh, third period of a hockey game. Jack Edwards-ism. <laughs> okay, so because yeah, I know Tim Thomas went like after him at that point. Basically, oh, I love yeah. Isn't isn't Avery the reason why you can't like do this in front of a, yeah. a goaltender? Yeah. You can't wave your arms and your stick and all yeah. the stuff that's like yeah. you can screen, but you can't make it look you like you're trying football. to scare them. Yeah, you can't be the wacky inflatable flailing arm tube man, dude. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> I was gonna get some of those. We needed some of those. Oh my god! <laughs> Jackass! Oh my goodness! That's funny though that he actually thought to do that. Most people are gonna try to like ex- exploit like a loophole in the rule for as much as they can, but <laughs> well, it's it's like the Avery rule now or something. Yeah, you're not allowed to do it. Uh huh. All right. I think personally, unless you have anything else, we've kind of talked this Winter Classic stuff to death. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to move on. We're on to um, the Capitals. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that either. I actually want to talk about our bare necessities because I have a feeling that we're going to need to drink this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wants to go first on that one? Anthony! I still have coffee milked out. So I'm going to drink that. I bought two six-packs for the for the game. For the Winter Classic, which I was very happy to share with you all. And, I had uh, one. Thank you. What? I said I had one. Good. Thank you. Good. I just didn't do a good job of sharing my beer, but okay. But yes. Okay, so you have the coffee milk stout. Yep. Coffee. So that's that's going to do it for me. 
All right. You're still respecting yourself. It's good to see. Uh, Kate. I don't have anything on deck right now in my refrigerator, but I was out at the store yesterday and I saw that um, there's a, you know, Stone has a coffee milk stout as well. And I was thinking of trying that. It's not going to be the Narragansett brand, but I figured I might as well give that a go. So I might, I might buy that maybe tomorrow, maybe later today, but I'll yeah, I- to be drinking something. We should tweet it at Narragansett to see if there's any place you can get it in L.A. Yeah, that's They'll a good reply point. to you. Yeah? Yeah, yeah oh, they're yeah, good. Right. Yeah, I'll ask. <laughs> you can say, all of my friends on Barely on Topic have tried this beer. And, and uh, I feel so I left to. out. <laughs> Being out in L.A., the West Coast correspondent. <laughs> So what? Wait a minute. What were what you were you were gonna get something wine? What me? Oh no no. Um, there's this um, there's this. Oh the co- the stout. stone the stone like stone IPA. They have a stone coffee milk stout, which is not That's probably right. gonna be like the Narragansett, but we'll try it. Let's see what it's like. Well, okay. Well, that's a good effort. You <laughs> should do stouts in the winter because they're available. Yes. All right, Timmy. <laughs> well, I definitely. <laughs> I'm still going to have some of my uh, black velvet Canadian government whiskey because um, I've actually grown quite fond of it. So I am going to definitely still have that. However, something else that I'm thinking I'm going to have is um, something that I actually found yesterday that I tried and I actually kind of enjoyed it. Um, It's called, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I assume it's this. It's called Occulto. And oh, that. <laughs> the, uh, it's, it's a beer, and the front of it has, like, a sugar skull on it, and it's beer that's um, infused with um, blue agave and, like, brewed or barreled in uh, tequila staves. Wow. So it's, um, it's kind of potent. It's got about 6% alcohol in it, <laughs> but it is actually really good. So, um... I think I'm going to have that as well. It was better than I expected. I tried it and I enjoyed it. Excellent. What about you, Nick? Robitussin. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo indeed. Um, the fe- my uh, fever and body aches are all gone. Yay. I was sick for six days. I've never been sick that long before. Um, however, I, I've been trying to mute my cough uh, on my handy little microphone switch here every time I've been coughing. But uh, no, so I got this cough, and it feels like I got a bunch of slugs living in my lungs. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I got this uh, decongestant Robitussin. Uh, I think it's uh, chemical shit flavor. I think that's what I put <laughs> on the bottle. Um, Not grape, huh? And uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be drinking some of that. Wow. They call it cherry, though, right? <laughs> yes, apparently. Oh. <laughs> It's bad. I got I, I I chase it with um with orange juice. Orange Ew. juice is a good chaser for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. So <laughs> <laughs> it's my go to chaser. Yeah. Um well, that's unfortunate, but it's better to get better from your mm-hmm. sickness. I had oh, mono yeah. once. I was sick for a month. Oh, oh and for two weeks of those I actually stayed home. Like, I was sick for two weeks before anybody in my family kind of caught on. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. My my childhood is, well, 
it's full of that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, so I was sick for a while and then I had to stay home for two weeks and I had a secondary infection uh, on my tonsils, but we didn't take my tonsils out. So, yeah, so I had a lot of stuff going on. The mono was the worst because it really felt like, okay, somebody propped open my eyes with toothpicks. Oh. But I can't move. It was just the worst. And then having the throat thing just was even worse. I was uh, 10 when I got mono. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Ooh. And the great thing is virus stays in your body forever. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So then you can get Epstein-Barr syndrome. Oh, that's fun. Or you cannot get it. So I'm <laughs> trying to make sure I don't get it. Anyway, bare necessities for me. Um, I still have uh, the Coffee Milk Stout by Narragansett. Um, I still have the Shandy. Uh, I still have some Varsteiner. I still have a lot of vodka. I didn't even drink any of that vodka yet. <sighs> so I got a lot of stuff. I'll, I'll figure it out. You had some hot pepper vodka. Oh, yes. Let's talk about Dragon's Breath. I love that. It's stuff. awful. It sounds like it would be good for a Bloody Mary or something like that. Yeah. It sounds like it would be good to dump down the, the um, sink. <laughs> the drain. It's yeah. the name for it, too. Dragon's oh Breath. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. It's supposed to be like a pepper. Yeah. Like Hot. a spicy pepper infused vodka. It is purple. So it's kind of like, as I described, it's kind of like if you took a urine sample and put it outside to test if somebody had, uh, what is it, uh, polyphoria oh. or something, a prolifera. Uh, yeah. I remember that episode of Scrubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> so <laughs> it might be that. It might be that actual urine. I don't know. But I was like, well, it's here. And I, um, oh, it, and the label is great. It looks like somebody just kind of printed it out. Like, designed the label at home and printed it out. Like an Avery sticker kind of thing? Like, <laughs> like yeah, a letter it's, label? It's like, it's like I just took a class on how to design labels for vodka. And oh, they put God. it on there. And so, Brandon read the whole thing out to me. And at that point, I was just kind of like, it didn't tell us what kind of peppers they were. Well, anyway, so I took a shot. And it's like, I don't really taste anything. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then it hits my stomach. And then it's just like burn and i'm like oh that's the dragon's breath huh it like goes mm. up your esophagus and it's kind of unpleasant for a few minutes but then when you take a varsteiner and start drinking it um to kind of make the burn go away then you're pretty um buzzed so it's all good apparently mm. it's a product of england maybe <laughs> I don't know. I was looking it up online here, and I found a Dragon's Breath hard cider spiced with ginger. Well, that would be good, but that's not what this was. This no. was vodka. Purple vodka. Because why not? So <laughs> Why not? I mean, it's, it's entertaining. I think that everybody should do a shot of it. Just to say that they did. Looking at you, Tim. <laughs> I mean... Timmy was very responsible that day. Yes, I was. Like, I was. No, I'm not going to have anything to drink because I've got to drive. Good for you, Timmy. I did. I had three hours each way, so I didn't want to. It's actually good. I didn't because obviously when you drink, you get tired. And that drive back by the end of it, holy cow. So it's probably a, probably a good thing. And it's a good thing I had 
I had my I had some leftover um iced coffee with espresso in it in my car, so I uh, I was able to do that and plus I then put like the air conditioner on to blow cold air in my face. <laughs> All those little sorts of things to try to stay up and I was turn it up was the fine. radio. Yeah, no, three hours is a long time to be in a car. It is. And it is. But we're still glad that you came. It was yeah. still worth it. I'd do it again. See? It all Yay. works out. All right. So that pretty much wraps up our show. Basically, let's hope that the Bruins do better this week. Um, that they can have their goal allowance back. Oh, God. Um, Marshy will come back from suspension eventually. The ninth. <laughs> Night, Everybody pray. <laughs> Everybody pray for David Krejci mm-hmm. for him to come back sooner than later. Um, and I hope everybody has a great week. Tim. Word. <laughs> Word. Word.